This episode is going to be the first part in a two-part series covering sciatica-like pain. The focus of this episode will be on what causes sciatica-like pain and where it actually comes from. I hope you enjoy the show and even learn something new. Welcome back to the Injuries Explained Project, where we are on a hell of a mission to make chronic injuries obsolete by helping anyone that is injured and in pain get properly educated and informed on all their treatment options so they can have the best possible outcomes without ever having to resort to pain pills, injections, or surgeries, which only make things worse. My name is Dr. Matt Maggio. Thank you so much for stopping by and checking out the show. Just a quick disclaimer before we get started. All of the information presented in this episode is strictly my opinion and in no way, shape, or form should be misinterpreted as concrete medical advice or recommendations. If you're currently injured and in pain, please reach out to a qualified medical practitioner for a full diagnosis. If you've already done that, you haven't got any real answers, you're frustrated as hell, you just want to get on the path to figuring out your problem and getting it fixed, you can reach out to us directly and request an injury consultation. All of the information to do that is available in the show notes or wherever you might be consuming this content. Now that we got the boring stuff out of the way, let's get right into the show. So like I said in the intro, this is going to be a two-part series covering what I call sciatica-like pain. Uh, in this first part, I'm going to go directly into what causes sciatic, sciatica and where it comes from. And then part two, we'll be covering common treatments for sciatica and steps to getting it resolved without any surgical uh, interventions, which do make it a lot worse. I remember when I was a kid, my grandma used to be like, oh, my damn sciatica is acting up. I got that sciatica. My sciatica went out. And I used to be like, what in the hell does, are they even talking about? And as I got older, I started to realize, oh, they're getting pain in their back. They're getting pain down their leg. They think it's sciatica. Their sciatica is acting up. The problem with the diagnosis or the label of sciatica is it's very incomplete and it doesn't tell us what's actually going on. And I call it what's called a a junk box diagnosis. You know, the problem with it is it's too broad and it's way too general. It basically, people think anytime they get pain from like down the back of the leg, either into the front or the back, that it's gotta be sciatica. Everything like basically from like the low back all the way down, everyone says that's sciatica. Uh, the problem with that is insurance companies, they make all this the problem because they dictate what the diagnosis can be. And then basically what they do is they use the money that you give them to decide how it's going to be spent based off the diagnosis. That's a really messed up system, but I won't go down that rabbit hole too much and I'll cover that in a future episode. But basically the general and junk box diagnosis is just done as coding so that the provider knows what they can bill for and what will be covered because they don't wanna do anything that isn't covered by the insurance because they wanna get paid too. And then the last thing I always say is, how can you ever fix a problem if you don't know what it is in the in the first place, you know? And you need to get to what's called a tissue-specific uh, diagnosis. Um, you can't just say sciatica because that could mean so many different things. I always say this, imagine uh, if you took your car to the mechanic, say it's making a weird noise, you bring it in, they're like, hey, it's making a weird noise and I don't know what's going on. Mechanic just opens the hood and starts hammering away 
using wrenches, whatever. And you'd be like, hey, dude or dudette, aren't you gonna run some tests to see what's going on? I'm like, nah, I don't need to. I'm just gonna go in there and see what's going on. This is what happens in the medical system. You know, you get this bullshit label of sciatica and then they just do certain things. I'm gonna cover some of the treatment options in that in the next episode where I'll go in a little bit more depth. But basically it's like, everyone's just trying to fit you into a protocol, very cookie cutter approach. Our medical system is just completely warped and doesn't actually get into what's really going on. I won't get you too bored with all of that, but let's say how I how I would define a true sciatica problem. So number one would be it's pain from what's uh, at the level of what's called the third lumbar vertebrae. Your lumbar is like your low back, and there's usually five vertebrae in there. Some people do have six, um, but I would say from the third um, lumbar vertebrae down the back of the leg into what's called your glutes. Uh, you can also get it down into your hamstring into the calf and into the foot. Any pain in those areas, I could technically consider a sciatic pain, sciatica-like pain referral source. And then a big thing to understand is in any injury or pain presentation, there's always two factors that you're looking for. Uh, one is going to be the effect of it all, and then the next one's going to be the cause of it all. The effect often is the thing that they're treating more. You know, too much injury treatment is focused on the effect instead of the cause. So someone might be like, oh, I'm getting pain down my leg, and they go right in and try to get rid of the pain down the leg instead of figuring out where that pain is actually coming from. And that's a problem in much of our medical system is we we really just wanna get rid of symptoms and put those out instead of being able to understand what's fully going on, interpreting symptoms the right way, and recognizing that they're happening for a reason, but we do anything just to take the pain away, but we don't fix anything or get to the root cause of the function. And this is why people aren't any better. That's why they're having failed back surgeries, why we have an opioid crisis, like people aren't getting any better. They don't have any trust in the medical system because everything is focused on the effect and not getting to the cause. So there are two areas that often are the cause of what I call sciatica-like pain. Uh, one is going to be in the low back from that lumbar vertebrae L3 down to the S1. So basically you got your vertebrae that are stacked up and then in between them is what's called the disc and the disc is like a really good shock absorber and handles force but over time you know with too much sitting, not moving, being hard on our bodies those discs start to get degenerated. When they get degenerated, they start to squeeze out and then they can hit some of the nerves in the spinal cord, all that kind of stuff and can cause some problems in there. The other area that can cause a lot of sciatica-like pain is in the hip and then down through the hamstring. In the hip, there's these really deep muscles like right along the bone in your hip, like right on the side there by your, like, your glutes. And they're called your external rotators. Basically, that just means they help to turn your hip out. But what happens is the sciatic nerve comes out right over top of those muscles and it's in like perfect contact with that area. And nerves are kind of meant to, I guess, slide and glide as they move through things. They're built with like 15% of like extra slack to keep them healthy. But when we spend too much time sitting on our ass and not moving enough, that nerve actually gets stuck to those deeper muscles in the hip. Most people think it's what's called the piriformis muscle. It's actually not. It's actually a deeper muscle called the superior gemellus. Look at me trying to be all fancy with these anatomy terms, but 
It's actually the deeper muscles because that, that sciatic nerve sits right on top of that directly and then it makes its way down and it gets stuck in the hamstrings too when they kind of split off because your hamstrings are like two different groups as they go. It gets stuck as it goes its way down there as well. So those are the two areas that we're going to find sciatica-like issues coming from in the back and then in the hips or the hamstrings. So what are the symptoms when the issue is coming from either one of those? Usually in the back, what I'm going to see more is like a sharp, stabbing, shooting, and like throbbing type of pain. Very intense, like almost like take your breath away because it's so bad. When it's in the hips and the hamstrings, what I'm going to see more of is like some numbness, some aching, some burning, and tension because that nerve is just getting squeezed and tightened. And when it does that, that's what it does. It shoots some numbness and some tingling and some tension. It's usually not as severe. It'll get severe if you like really exert it, like you try to run or do something you shouldn't do or lift some heavy weights. But usually the back symptoms are going to be way more intense and they're going to be that sharp, stabbing, shooting, throbbing, where hips and hamstrings are going to be numb, aching, burning, and tension. Now, the next factor that I always like to look at is what makes the pain worse and what can make it feel better? So with a back problem, what I end up seeing is it's way worse with sitting, uh, especially like those first few steps after you've been sitting for a while and you get like up and move around, maybe you've been in the car for too long or you're sitting in a chair for too long, you get up and it's like, ooh, almost like takes your breath away. And then what I end up seeing with it, it does feel better when you're up and moving and walking around after those like maybe first, you know, 15 to 20 steps, it starts to actually feel better and starts to relieve. And then it definitely gets better when you lay down on it and starts to loosen up. When it's in the hip or the hamstring, what I end up seeing is it's actually worse with standing, uh, walking, or moving around upright. So if you're bending over, doing a bunch of stuff, walking around, standing in one place at a time, a lot of times I'm going to see that that's more of that nerve getting stuck in the hip and down in the butt as well and into the hamstring. And a lot of times it's going to be better in the pain when you when you actually sit down. So that's really giving you a better idea of like what's going on because now that you have some data, you can get to like the root cause of what's going on. Like I said before, so much of our system is focused on the effect instead of getting to the cause. And I always tell my clients and my patients that I work with and other people that I train around the world, if you can't find it, you can't fix it. That's a big problem and so many people are just doing random treatment, not really know what's going on. Think of it like being that car and that mechanic, just hammering away on some shit that's not actually working. This is why people aren't better. And a diagnosis of just basic sciatica is not complete and it's not gonna get you anywhere. Um, what I wanted to include uh, in the show notes or wherever you might be consuming this information is a video that I made. I think I made it a couple years ago, but it's still a very good video that goes into some specific tests and movements that you can do on yourself to help see exactly what is causing the sciatica pain and have some real data. So go through those history questions first and be like, am I getting it worse with sitting? Am I getting worse with standing? What does the pain feel like? Then based off of that, you can go in and do those tests and give you an idea of specifically which structures are causing the problem so you can get on the right path to getting it figured out and getting it fixed because if you don't know what it is, you can't fix it in the first place. Uh, a couple take-homes from this episode. Number one is just get to a provider that takes a thorough history and a detailed evaluation and doesn't doesn't just jump into like a bunch of random treatment without any like a plan. You know, they're like, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to stretch this. We're going to roll this. We're going to adjust this. We're going to inject this. They don't know what's going on. Like de demand better. Get to someone that actually thinks critically and uses their brain. And 
lastly, just continue to seek answers and never, ever settle for this idea that you just have to be in pain and this is how it has to be. It's like, oh, well, I got shitty genetics from my parents. I got a bad back because my dad had a bad back. That's just how it's going to be. No, that's bullshit. Don't let the medical system make you a victim, but you have to be proactive in figuring out what your problem is and see multiple providers because you're going to get to someone eventually that is worth a damn and knows what they're doing, but it's going to take some time. You got to go through a lot of bullshit to get to quality. So be sure to... uh, Check out the next episode uh, where I'm going to go through some common treatments for sciatica pain and then really just discussing if they will help or actually make the problem worse. Uh, Please support the show by sharing it with others. And if you're looking for real answers about what may be going on with your own injury and you're tired of getting jerked around by the medical system, then please reach out and request an injury consultation with our team. All of that information is available in the show notes or wherever you're consuming this content. I appreciate you guys listening and I will see you on the next one. Bye.